Welcome to Next Level Greatness, the podcast. Around here, we'll be talking about all things expansion, going from good to great and from great to greatness. I'm your host, Barbie Collab. Get ready for your next level. Let's do this. Welcome back to Next Level Greatness, the podcast. Can we use our thoughts to bring about improved health and healing? My hypothesis, and I say that only half jokingly, is that we cannot fully improve our physical health and heal without the cooperation of our mind and specifically our thoughts. My thoughts and beliefs were getting in the way of my physical healing. And once I understood that, I was able to do things differently and allow for the healing to begin. Sometimes we know certain things, but for whatever reason, the information doesn't sink in on a cellular level. I knew that there is plenty of research out there showing that the mind drives biological changes. So the mind can actually affect our biological systems. For example, how many times have we said, or have you heard someone say, I'm worried sick, or I was worried to death? I don't want you to get worried or make yourself sick in this podcast as you're listening, but just think back to a time where you were worried about something and you felt it on a physical level. We know that when we're stressed, our body releases stress hormones such as adrenaline, cortisol. We have difficulty sleeping, losing weight. Well, why wouldn't the opposite be true? And again, research shows that it is true, that our thoughts and beliefs do impact our well-being. I bet you've heard of the placebo effect, where there's nothing in the property of the medicine that would make the patient become well or improve, and yet they do improve because of their belief in the medicine. All that to say that I had plenty of evidence that our thoughts and beliefs do contribute to well-being. The body wants to be whole and healthy. But is that knowledge enough for you and for me to be able to fully heal? And you get to be the judge of that. And this is where it gets good, you guys. So last year, I had a conversation with Dr. Neil Nathan. And at the time, I did not know that he was the author of The book, Healing is Possible, New Hope for Chronic Fatigue, Fibromyalgia, Persistent Pain, and Other Chronic Illnesses. I will link this in the show notes. In our conversation, he said to me, you have to believe with every cell of your being that you can heal. I had read that so many times, and as I just said that right now, I got goosebumps. When I got off the phone, I really pondered that question and asked myself, do I actually believe that healing is possible? 
I had been struggling with some health issues for about two or three years with really bad vertigo that was just made everything very, very difficult. And when I asked myself that question, I realized that no, I didn't actually believe that healing was possible for me. His question made me confront myself. And this is why I spent a few minutes talking about all the research that is out there, because I knew that that research existed. And yet here was this amazing, incredible doctor asking me this question. And in my heart, I knew that I had disbelief. And so I was determined to investigate this further. And I asked myself, okay, well, what do I actually believe then? What are my beliefs around healing? So of course I'm talking about my own experience, but go ahead and place yourself in my shoes or actually in your shoes and ask yourself, do you believe that you can heal? And what are the beliefs that you have around healing? I had limiting beliefs or limiting beliefs are things that get in the way of your progress. So I definitely had those, I had fears and I would go on a walk or many walks with the dogs and really just ponder this question. What do I believe? What is getting in my way? I used to be one of those either do it my way or get out of the way kind of leaders and human beings. I wouldn't say that I was very compassionate. When people would talk to me about their fears or their limiting beliefs, I just, I couldn't resonate with them. I'm like, well, why don't you just do it? Just get it done. And when people talk to me about maybe their illnesses and how that was getting in the way of their progress or their business success, I just couldn't really relate until it happened to me. And so one of the gifts that came with having health issues myself was that I developed my compassion on a whole different level. Several things happened. I identified with people who were quote unquote sick and were suffering. And I almost gave myself a label of being sick because I had developed this compassion that I didn't know I had, there was a part of me that was afraid of leaving the sick people behind. I don't even know if this makes sense to you, but I felt it so deeply. There was a kind of survivor's guilt. I don't know what to call it. I don't even know if there's an actual name for that feeling that I was experiencing of being afraid of leaving people behind. The best way that I can describe it is yes, it's survivor's guilt. You have a bunch of friends that you are deeply connected to, and then you have to abandon them so that you can save yourself. That fear. And again, I got goosebumps was so real for me and I had to work through that. And the way that I did that was by having walks with the dogs again and, and speaking to my husband, speaking to a mentor. And what I realized was that if I healed, I could become a lighthouse for other 
people and I could give them hope. And this, and you can probably tell that I'm getting all choked up, this didn't happen overnight. I had to have this very same conversation that I'm having with you right now. I had to have that with myself many times until I finally believed it myself that by getting better, by allowing myself to believe that I could heal, that I would be able to assist and empower others. And so this is why this episode is so important to me because here I am feeling so much better night and day. I'm still on a journey. Healing is a process. Physical healing is a process. But here I am to be able to say that healing is possible and that our thoughts and beliefs really do make a difference. A second limiting belief or fear that I had was that if I worked more than just a little bit, that I would get sick. I equated working with getting sick, like a type of burnout. And that kept me stuck for quite a long time. I was afraid of fully following my passion out of fear that it would make me sick. Now, it wasn't really related to the fact of why I had gotten sick, but that was just a fear. And our fear, I just thought of the acronym like fear, false evidence appearing real. Fear is not always rational. It's there to protect us, but it is not always rational. So how did I shift from knowing in my mind that I could truly heal, I can heal, to believing with every cell of my being that I could heal? And this is also where we really are talking about manifesting. The same principles that I apply to manifesting a dream job or a house or whatever situation, I got to apply to healing myself physically. I needed examples of people who had been sick, who had suffered from dis-ease or ill health, who had been healed. But not only did I need those examples, I also needed examples of people who had previously been sick, who had healed, and who were productive and making an impact in the world. That seemed like a very tall order, yet I was determined to find my examples. But I found examples of people who were authentic, who were transparent with their journey. One example of, of a woman who had uh, suffered from rheumatoid arthritis and other conditions, and she was able to heal herself. Another example of a man who had suffered from uh, chronic fatigue and who was also able to heal himself. These two individuals in different parts of the world are making an impact today in the health community. With my examples, it just gave me, I had already given myself permission to 
heal and to understand that I wasn't leaving anyone behind, but having those quote unquote role models gave me something to strive for. It cemented my belief that it was possible. I want to mention the reticular activating system. It's a part of our brain that filters out certain kinds of information. If we believe, for example, that I am broke, then you will keep finding examples and finding evidence that you are in fact someone that is broke. And in a previous episode, we talked about the white Subaru. If someone mentions a white car, you will begin to see white cars. Well, if we believe that we cannot heal, we are only, our brain is going to filter any evidence of people who are able to fully heal. And we will only see examples of people that cannot heal. So I understood the way my brain works. And so this is why I wanted examples of people that had been sick, that healed and that were productive again. And I said, I wouldn't give advice, but my advice to myself, and you're welcome to take it is to open yourself to the possibilities of full physical healing so that your brain, your reticular activating system could start filtering some of that good stuff in. In addition to my personal case studies of people who had healed and were productive, I did other things. There was one program in particular that helped me to understand how my brain was stuck in a loop. The program is called the Gupta program. It's a limbic retraining program. I will link it. I am not affiliated to it, but it really made a difference to me. When we encounter trauma and by trauma, I mean, it could be a car accident. It could be sexual assault. It could be toxins, loss of a job or a spouse. It could be sensitivity to electromagnetic fields. I mean, it could literally be anything. It can even be the pandemic. Our brain becomes hyper alert and it goes into overdrive and thinks that it has to be in a constant state of protection. And so what I realized was that my brain was in a loop, constantly thinking about how I felt, how nauseous I felt, how badly I felt, how much brain fog I had. That was the loop that I was stuck in. So the symptoms kept perpetuating themselves. And this is where the manifestation rules that I've been talking about in this podcast and the Gupta program meet or unite Applying the manifestation principles that I share in this podcast, and I found the Gupta program extremely useful for my particular case, but this is where they intersect. In addition to meditation, which I do all the time, and I recommend uh, visualization for manifesting faster, In addition to breathing exercises, this is also what the Gupta program recommends. Both the Gupta program and my meditation, they're not my meditation principles, right? The, The meditation principles 
uh, that I follow and that I have determined work for me, they both state or decree that we need to stop focusing on what is wrong. This is the main reason I tell people all the time that they are not manifest. That's one of the main reasons that they are not manifesting what it is that they want because they're focusing or we, I was definitely focusing on the lack. We're focusing on what's wrong. So if you are, for example, single and you don't want to be single, I bet that you're focusing way too much on the loneliness, on how much it sucks to be single. When I was obsessed, this is over a decade ago, a decade ago, when I was obsessed with losing weight, I would obsess about how badly I felt in my skin, how my muffin top was a muffin top versus focusing on where I wanted to go. This was such a huge shift for me with my health when I began to stop myself in my tracks from focusing on, oh my gosh, I'm dizzy. 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 Oh my God, my head hurts. Oh my God, this, this is wrong. That is wrong. I would literally tell myself, stop and focus on what I wanted to actually achieve. And what I wanted to achieve was health. I wanted to feel good. How did I do that? What if it's been such a long time since you felt well? Because I had this issue. When I did my visualizations, I was so in my symptoms, into my symptoms, that I had a hard time visualizing and feeling what it felt to feel great. And so the visual that I had was of myself and my husband in a beautiful green field with the dogs running. And what I would see are, we have four dogs and one of them is snoring right here. But I would see the two huge Dobermans just running free and being so happy. And I would see myself being able to keep up with them, being able to enjoy them. And to me, that's what health felt like. That's what it looked like. I would also think back to a time when my body felt strong and vibrant. One of the memories that would always come up would be back to the days when I did triathlons. I wasn't a super athlete, but I just loved being out there. I loved the swimming and the biking and the community. And that's what I would visualize. One of the things that really surprised me was just how many times per day I was focusing on my negative symptoms. I was surprised by how negative my thinking had become. And bottom line, I had to make a decision that this was not the kind of person that I wanted to be. I am by nature, and even if you're not by nature a positive person, but I am by nature someone who's optimistic, someone who is positive, and I had just gotten stuck in a negative loop. And it's understandable. I was suffering from 
certain symptoms that were driving me crazy. But I was only making things worse and I was preventing my healing by focusing on the problem and not on the solution. It took, I would say, around six to eight weeks for me to start seeing an improvement. The final thing that I want to add to what helped was gratitude. Because I saw how negative my thinking was and I was already addressing my belief that I could heal, that's what I was focusing on, I also began to focus on gratitude. I am not a journal keeper. I know it's very popular and very useful to keep a journal, but I just didn't. I'm not a journal person, right? But I started one. I bought a cute little journal and I started to write down every evening, not only the symptoms that seemed to be getting better, but if there was even just a tiny little thing that was going my way and that was feeling better, I would just give so much thanks for that. Today, I experienced clarity, a little bit of clarity. Today, I was able to clean the house for two hours. And today, I was able to go on a walk. And this gratitude, and now I understand so much more about the law of vibration. I was increasing my vibration. And by doing so, I was attracting better, more beautiful things into my life. I feel so much better and everything changed when I allowed myself to believe that I could heal. I hope that this episode has shown a light for you. I hope to have been, I have goosebumps, I hope to have been this lighthouse for you. If you don't believe that you can heal, I hope that this episode is a kind of blueprint for you. I would love to invite you to join me in your Empowered Life community over on Facebook to continue the discussion. Thank you so much for joining me. I will see you next time. Did you love that episode or what? Make sure to leave me a review and let's connect over on Facebook in your Empowered Life community. I'll see you next time.